Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. That is a rough call. But Joe, what are you watching? The game on two times speed since you didn't watch it on Monday? Uh, this is this will be my second time watching this. Joe, we're recording, by the way. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> We're, um, I'm, I'm re-watching the Steelers game because at 14 to nothing, uh, I was asleep because the team was putting me to sleep for sure. Uh, but yeah, we're re-watching the uh, Bears' defeat uh, to the Steelers on Monday Night Football. Lost, what, 29 to 27? Oh, boy, 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 boy. So several, several, you know, a lot of good things to take away from the game. But uh, obviously the L remains. Uh, so we're, you're listening to the Believe in Monsters podcast on a bye week as we break down the L and uh, see what we can take away from this this little matchup with the Steelers and what can we – what encouragement can we have going forward? I'm joined, as always, by my friends Chris Krogman and Lucas Barry. You can follow my man Chris Krogman at ShyBears1985 on the Twitter machine. And Luke Barry is at LBarry underscore 40. Oh, man, that's another bomb by Boswell. 52 yards All right there. And I'm at Joe Gaither 6. Uh, exciting to see uh, Allen Robinson get involved in the game a little bit more. But uh, before I just take it away with the, what little thoughts I have, We'll give it to Lucas because Lucas uh, broken down the game already. Watch the watch the film, and he's got the report. What's going on, Luke? How you feeling, my man? Feeling pretty good. Uh, you know, I think we had this oh, conversation on our uh, pregame show. We kind of said, you know, what's what's more important at this point: Bears victories or uh, you know Justin Fields' development? Oh, and uh, just the fact that Fields looks so good, I think, is a big win in my book. I am thrilled with how this game t- – I, I mean, the outcome is the outcome. There was a many factors in that, but I'm dropping still a thrilled touchdown. about how this turned out. Mm. Dropping a touchdown with two minutes left. Put, put, you know, Justin Fields walking off the field with the lead. Uh, pretty encouraging. Yeah, and what's crazy about that play is it was, again, a, a stupid play design by Nagy. It was an all-sit route that – Fields broke out of the pocket, and Mooney uh, did a kind of a scramble drill, which you can see him getting better at. And Nagy has said that, you know, we never practiced this before. Well, you should have been doing this since camp when you have a quarterback who runs like Fields. Chris, how you doing, man? I am fantastic. Like we talked about uh, with our guest last week. Mark Bergen. Mark Bergen. We he was awesome. It was awesome. Fantastic guest. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that show, go back, listen to it. He's a awesome podcaster for the Steelers. Uh, and he does a show with Ike Taylor, believe in Steelers on the believe podcast network. So we really appreciate Mark joining us. We talked about fields, his development, how much that's important for the bears this year. Are our wins and losses important? No, not really. We don't want to give the Giants a top 10 pick, but uh, in all honesty, it is what it is. It's gone now, so who cares? Uh, we would like a high second round pick, I would imagine, you know. But 
Justin Fields just keeps getting better each and every week. His decision-making to tuck and run when it's time has been awesome. His throws have been mostly accurate. He did miss a couple this week as well. He also wasn't helped out by his receivers on a couple plays, but we are seeing the beginning of the Justin Fields legacy start to unfold in front of our eyes in his rookie season. And we need to surround him with as many weapons as possible going forward. So I hope there is a plan in place or at least the thought process from Ryan Pace and company to do so. If it is in fact, Ryan Pace going forward, which I have said, I don't think Ryan Pace is going anywhere. Uh, Matt Nagy pretty much seems like a foregone conclusion that he is out of here. Joe Gaither six. What do you say is Matt Nagy out of here at the end of the year? Ah, such a hard question because every week, you know, I, we, I've been, uh, I, 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 I think he is out of here. I think he's fired. I, and, and that's hard for me to say because I don't like regime changes. I think consistency uh, breeds success. Uh, and, and, you know, there have been flashes of, of good offense under him. There have been flashes of decent team chemistry and team culture. But I think there have been too many instances of uh, undisciplined play and too many instances of being outcoached and too many instances of not being prepared to play and having and having uh, probably inadequate game plans uh, that have maybe been, been difficult to adjust away from. I, I, I think he's doomed himself at, at this point. Uh, I, I, I really don't. Here's the thing with firing somebody. Then you got to hire somebody. You fire Matt Nagy, well, now you got to hire somebody, and the mm-hmm. pressure ramps up. And who knows? You could turn into hiring a, somebody a lot worse than Matt Nagy. But you know, you could always go find somebody better. So like, it's mm-hmm. it's 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 the great risk. Uh, do you, do you stay put or do you take that risk and look for somebody uh, that could very well be much better? Um, What's it going to take for 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 Nagy to to save his job? Is it wins? Because I'm over here thinking that obviously this team is not a playoff team, and I think even it's if wins, and even if it's a playoff team at, at one of the last wild card spots, I don't see it being the team being a serious contender. Uh, so so like what you you say it's wins, Luke? Is it getting into the playoffs? What is it? What does it take for you? Yeah, I think it's. I I know we kind of. So at the beginning of all this, you know, we all kind of were in unison saying, all right, there's probably not a way he gets fired. You know, this year's all about Justin Fields' development. I mean, I think things are – I, in my opinion, I think things are changing a little bit because I think this team is good enough to win. I just think they're – it's the uh, – as we always talk about, it's the same mistakes. They don't get fixed. It's the offsides, the false starts, the penalties, penalties out of timeouts. It's just – that's all coaching. So – yeah, I, I just think the McCaskies are probably done. Um, if anyone, I think, like we said, I think Pace has really shown the past couple of off seasons, past couple of drafts, that he is capable of putting together some really good draft classes. I mean, Larry Borm right now looks like one of the Bears' best linemen, plain and simple, and this is his second start, and he was put up versus T.J. Watt. He gave up one pressure. Um, so, you know, you hit on Borm, you hit on Herbert, you hit on Justin Fields. Um, if Tevin Jenkins comes back in as a stud, this is a home run draft class. Um, basically just Daz Newsom that hasn't really seen the field and Thomas Graham, but who knows? Um, but overall, I think Ryan Pace has done a good job with his draft picks. And if anything, with limited capital moving forward, they're going to need a GM in place who's going to be able to keep 
hitting on, you know, mid-round picks with the few that he has. Um, yes, I know he kind of put them in that hole, but you got to do what you got to do to get your franchise QB squared away. I think he's learning on the job and doing a good job. I like Ryan Pace. I like about Ryan the Pace. Co- about the coaching search, I think that the this is going to be a desirable job. Um, if Fields keeps developing the way he is, I mean, you have Mack and Roquan to build on defense, a young offensive line, young backfield, just need some receivers. I think this will be a very desirable coaching job for anyone who wants it and probably a better situation than some of the other jobs opening. So, um, you know, I think the Bears will have their pick of the litter. They just got to choose the right one. Chris, how do you feel about that? Uh, I see, you know, like maybe three wins left on this schedule. You got the Lions again. You got um, the Vikings twice. Vikings twice, and you got the Giants. I don't think we beat the Cardinals. I don't think we beat the Ravens. We probably aren't going to beat the Packers in Lambeau. Could beat the Seahawks. I, I think I think they'll win one of those games between in, Cardinals in C- Packers. If it wasn't in Seattle, I would agree with you, but that's the problem. Is can it's can in we Seattle. choose, Luke? Can we choose the one? And Russ <clears> is going to be back. <clears throat> I honestly think we might beat the Ravens coming out of the bike. Yeah, no way. Mm-mm. When's the last time the Bears have looked prepared coming out of a bye week? <laughs> See, so, yeah, let's I mean, go They look back pretty prepared talk. this week with Nagy. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but it's been a trend for the Bears coming out of a, a bye week to have a pretty dud All game. right, well, let me let – me, I guess let me refer- – I think the Bears can win one of these games because I think Justin Fields is getting to the point where he will be able to steal you a win. Where if all else fails, I think he could steal you a win out of one of these games. In Lambeau? I think, you know. You know how uh, good the Steelers' defense is? I want to go back to what Joe said about Nagy and his overall issues with being prepared, uh, penalties. uh, I'll throw in personnel usage. um, Dude, I mean, I know this was a pretty shitty officiated game, but. Jesus Christ, they had like 10 penalties and three of them were lining up offsides. How stupid is that? I mean, that was right. just that was just dumb. You can't fix that as a head coach. And the game was on the line too. They were they were all on the same drive. <laughs> exactly. Like good god. Like I I mean prepared? I don't know if they were prepared. I don't I I wouldn't call that prepared. I mean, you, you, that's that's undisciplined to to have that many just really stupid penalties, uh, and they've had multiple personal foul stupid penalties. Uh, the you know I thought it was going to be a well officiated game in that first quarter when there was offsetting personal foul or whatever that call was because you never see that you know it almost always gets thrown at the guy that get that right. gets the last push in. And Antonio Blackson or Angelo Blackson or whatever his name is got the last push in. And I, I feel like him and Mario Edwards just get Bonehead. personal fouls every week. Idiots, man. Like that is not a well-prepared discipline team. Mike Tomlin, the only pe- – like there was like their third penalty was like a five-yard whatever, like a full start late in the fourth. And Mike Tomlin was freaking out because – he has a well-disciplined, prepared team that doesn't make stupid penalties like that. And like I said, it was a poorly officiated game from the from the Bears standpoint. Tony Carrenti has taken a world of shit from the even the national media this week, uh, which is good to see, finally. But 
No, I do not think Matt Nagy was prepared for this game. I just think Justin Fields balled out and, you know, net, uh, uh, laser puts him in good position. When I say prepared, I, I mean, I think the game plan was really good. I think what the offense was trying to exploit their zones, giving Justin Fields design mm-hmm. runs, running more plays downfield, all really good stuff. Even just running tight ends up the seams. Mm-hmm. Like we said, well, laser. Like we've been laser, saying, like we've been that. calling for. Well, yeah, well, Laser definitely, you know, he's calling the plays, whatever he's going to call him in sequence, but I think Nagy's game plan in this for what Justin Fields' skill set is was pretty good. And uh, we see the capabilities of what these tight ends can do, Jimmy Graham, Cole Komet. I mean, it's not rocket science to just get these guys up the seams and, and give them some jump balls over these smaller corners. Yes. I mean, that, that one throw that Fields had to Jimmy Graham where he got hit, was probably no joke one of the best throwers i've seen this year i can't believe uh graham dropped that touchdown like i thought for sure he had it and it was off his fingertips and then he dropped i was like ah man jimmy graham almost always catches that ball did you want to know it's do you know which throw i'm talking about the throw to jimmy graham yeah hit? i think i i saw the replay and i don't think i saw the field the see field saw fields get hit but i saw the graham catch oh yeah it. if you see if you see it from the end zone angle he gets hit by two guys like right after he throws it and the ball was just all in the money but what's I mean, crazy about that play is he the the linebacker ran blitzed right past the running back and fields had a wide open check down to him but kind of just said fucking push the ball downfield and made a great pass so I don't know. Kid's got confidence. He's got balls. Some of his passes, tough the as nails. He's tough Matt as nails. in the red zone were insane. I thought these were surefire picks. He found Komet not in the red zone, but uh, late, uh, kind of mm, late-ish in the game. Late-ish in the game. Yeah, right. Where, right the seam, right? Uh, no, I'm talking. To, it wasn't even a big play. No, that didn't impress me. It was like a four or five yard sit route, but it was right in between two guys. Mm-hmm. Laser it was beam. like just a, a bullet. Out of his out of his hand, and I know like it's not going to light up the stat sheet. It was only like five or six yards, but it was just the arm strength, the 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 arm talent of Justin Fields is just incredible. And then he follows it up. The next play was that over the top, and it was kind of a floater. Uh, not, maybe not the next play, but the next bigger play uh, was was over the top. It had some touch on it to commit, and I was like, wow, he's special. Yeah, like they talked about in training camp, he's got the different golf clubs, right? He's got the 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 big drive, you know, big dog, where he can chuck it, and we saw we've seen him just bomb bombs away. Um, he hasn't hit one of those huge huge throws yet. Like if he, if Mooney catches that one down the sideline, or if he hits Robinson instead on that same play, the, the, he hasn't hit one of those monster throws yet um, for like 50, 60 yards, but he can hit those 30 yard bombs, like almost no problem, like flick of the wrist. Yeah. So we're, we're slowly starting to see him kind of climb up the uh, rookie uh, rankings rather quickly. You know, I think, I I think by the end of this year, I think he will be the best rookie quarterback. And I think that will help expedite the bears coach search. Uh, Whoever they go with, I do have a feeling they'll go with a veteran, bringing a veteran there with them. I don't think they would bring in a guy with, too little experience so we'll see what happens i mean i i don't know but i mean i think there should be something to be said about uh kind of the job that d filippo has done i don't know if you guys have seen um there's kind of video you can see in fields throwing motion he took that little hitch out that he had at the beginning of the year so 
Um, all the offensive coaches and the quarterbacks coach have really been working with him to get that out and get the ball out quicker. And I mean, we've seen the results on Monday night. Yeah, I think DeFilippo is a fin- fantastic quarterback coach. He, uh, you know, going back to like when he was with the Eagles and they went behind the scenes uh, with him and talked a little bit about his pre-game or, or week prep stuff that he does with his quarterbacks is, is fantastic. You know, he, he basically gives them quizzes leading up to the game. You know, this is the plan. What would you do in this situation? And uh, I think he, he prepares his quarterbacks well. And I think he's a, he's a good quarterback coach. He gave him the reins and he doesn't quite seem to know what to do with them as far as like offensive planning and whatnot and being an OC, but working with quarterbacks is really DeFilippo's strength. I'm glad he's on this staff. Definitely. It makes you wonder if whoever the next coach is has to keep, maybe even he keeps Laser and DeFilippo on the staff because, you know, you want to talk about um, stability. I mean, keeping the guys offensive room together minus a head coach might be not a bad idea. Um, I'm, fine we'll see. La- I'm fine with Laser being gone. I, I don't know. I, I do like him as a play caller. I think he's a really good play caller and a pretty good OC. Um, I mean, it really, I, think, I don't I don't think he'll – well, we'll see. Like you said, I mean, it depends on who they bring in. If they bring in a coach that, you know, has a different philosophy and whatnot and wants to teach Laser, you know, that offense and, and let Laser call it, then so be it. But I don't see that happening. The story behind Matt Canada was interesting. Did you guys catch that when they were on the broadcast? Talking about yeah. him at Wisconsin who kind of – was the originator of the current kind of spread systems, offense in the NFL. S- yeah. Systems we're seeing in the, in the, in the NFL right now. I thought it was pretty interesting. Nah, definitely. It was definitely a cool piece on him. Um, yeah. I mean, what, uh, what else, what else impressed you guys this game? Obviously Monty came back. He looked pretty good. Um, I mean, I was just on defense. Eddie Goldman was back to his Eddie. Oh Goldman my stuff. God. He was, he, he was, was mauling dudes dude. out there. You know, I don't understand why we don't see Goldman and Tonga on the field together. Like in like big situations like where it's goal line or you know, third and one or third and or fourth and one. Those two can push. I'd love to see those two at you know inside tackle spots. Yeah, yep. I, I agree. That'd be uh just like a huge heavy personnel package there on like third and one. I mean the Bears made some stops on third and one. It was just like Forward momentum takes him past the first down by a little bit. Can't really do much about it. Um, I mean, Najee Harris didn't really have a big game. No, the Bears bottled him up. Bears bottled him up pretty well. I think Roquan was all over the place. Um, Bears made an emphasis to make Big Ben throw. And, uh, I mean, they got beat a couple of times, but it wasn't awful. How about that? (laughs) That freaking uh, read option where Ben kept it and tried to get that first and came up short i was like what are you thinking well dude they said that was his first carry in like four years or something like that looks like tom brady's stiff ass trying to run the ball like that that set up that set up the final field goal oh no the second the final field goal, the 26 yeah uh so then he used to have he looked like a goofball he used to have some wheels he used to run a little bit I wouldn't call him wheels. I mean, Eiffel he kinda, he, he he's a reminded, big dude, man. Dude, he kinda, it kind of reminded me of Wentz, though. Him and Wentz were kind of similar when they were younger. 
Yeah, I, I mean, Ben was like Ben's like a it's like a bull in a china shop. You can't really bring him down, but he ain't running any. But yeah, like he ain't juking out. He had a he had a decent forty time. I'm pretty sure. Oh my goodness! No, we're not, we're not going there. What do you say? What are we calling? I'm calling four four eight, four seven. Or, no way, four eight or late, lower. We're gonna check. All right, we'll check right now. You talk. Four foot nine. Four point seven five. It is. That's wrong. That's the hand, Google hand timed. Peyton Manning ran a four point eight. Hmm. I still don't believe this, dude. Ben, I'm telling you, bro. Ben was kind of fast when he first came in the league. He was That's just like still this, not kind of fast. Four I mean, seven five. It's faster than you, Krogman. How the hell would you possibly know that? I know that you don't know that. <laughs> I, I do. You don't. I I contend. I will very right now, very it's confidently that, that if you like go a, out to your driveway, mark off forty yards, and put it on a laser, you ain't running a four seven five. Oh, okay. So we're talking about when Ben was like twenty two years old, here, friend. Not like now where he's thirty nine and I'm forty three. He's not running a four seven five right now. I think that he wasn't what I race. said. I don't think so. I'll smoke I Ben think, Roethlisberger. I don't think so, dude. Okay, put it on the pole. Let's Will do it. Let's go. I'll race both of you. Let's go. I think Barry would be the fastest one. Yeah, Lucas is probably the fastest one. He's also the youngest one. He's 25. Me and you are rocking the over 30 crowd. <laughs> Big Ben, baby. Lightning. Either way. Either way. It was a it was a funny call, is all I was saying. It was a it was a good time watching Big Ben, you know, roll out and try and pick up a first down. What do we make offensively about getting Allen Robinson uh, in, more intentionally involved? It seems like the, for the first time since Fields has been uh, playing quarterback as quarterback QB one. That throw that you know the announcers like it, I think it was right before that pass you're talking about with Komet Joe, where Robinson extended. But once again, like fell down doing it. I feel like Allen Robinson is always leaving his feet in one way, shape, or form. Whether it's jumping for no fucking reason <laughs> or extending and falling down because the ball's not right on him. Like, come back to the ball and grab it. Stop jumping all over the place. Like, I just, God damn it. He's never on his fucking feet anymore. He probably should have had a touchdown on that one play down the sidelines, but again, he like stumbled. <laughs> Is that the one you're talking about, Chris? No, it's the like it. It was thrown a little bit behind him, but he like jumped forward for it. It was like, what are you doing? But the one down the sideline, I mean, that was a that was a nice play. I mean, that was like that was what we thought was going to be the game winning drive. I thought the defense would shut down the Steelers on that with a minute forty five left, but no, they're quitters. Gave up the it's middle of the it. field. Offsides right. left and right. For for as good as the Bears defense has been since 2018, terrible like clutch time. They never made clutch stops ever, ever, ever in big situations. I mean, that Eagles game in the playoffs was the epitome of what that defense did all the time. Oh, you have a lead. Let me give up a 90 yard drive to Nick Foles as the game's expiring. Like, it is just the fucking like. I get it. You're tired. Whatever, but terrible. I also man. think it fucking it's- happens. I also think it's like 
like that bend don't break shit works for like three and a half quarters. But then it's time to knuckle up and fucking knock somebody on their ass and blitz, you know? We saw like one blitz from Roquan and he destroyed Ben right up the middle. Yeah, he got a sack. So field goal range. In in you know, crunch time when there's a minute left or a minute forty five left, make old man throw it quick and sit at the sticks, you know, like like Mark was saying, and 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 cover fucking Deontay Johnson over the middle. Yeah, it was bad. That, that was, was really bad blown coverage. It was three false starts or offsides, and then a blown coverage. Then they just won the game. And then obviously the Bears got the ball back, moved a little bit, but uh, they oh, should have thrown man. a hail mary. I mean, you just have to know your kicker. Like yeah. everyone in the world knows Santos is doesn't like if your career long fifty five. That's your limit, man. You are not, especially in an outdoor stadium like that. It's like, yeah, some guys just don't have big legs. Like maybe if it was Eddie money, you go out and do that. But that guy would probably kick it 65 yards and kick it fucking 30 yards to the right. So (laughs) It's like he's trying to channel his inner Justin Tucker and that's just, that ain't it. It wasn't going to happen. Would you have rather just taken a shot at the end zone right there? Absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I mean, Justin Fields can bomb it, dude. Just or, put your or big even guys just, out there. Or even just draw up like a stupid fucking play. Tyre, like Tyreek Hill like play. Send, send everyone deep. And, you know, if they rush three, Fields is a good enough athlete to fucking get in open space and do some laterals or something, you know, something crazy. Like, whatever. You have Jimmy Graham fucking get him in the end zone. Do, do whatever you want. Just give it a try at least. Take I mean, I thought the call. Down there. I thought the <laughs> Yeah. I thought the call before was smart. You know, try to get it to the sideline, get yeah. 10 more yards. was a better play by TJ Watt, man. That was just an awesome play. It was. It was. He TJ knew. Watt's I mean, that guy's, that guy's fucking awesome. He knew exactly he was coming, and he jumped and just fucking swatted away. Yeah, why throw it that way? Go to the other side. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was too far away. It was the, it was Reg- the other regardless. side. Regardless. Regardless, it wasn't even like at the end of the game I was like pissed off or anything. I think I was just so in shock that of what I just saw from a Bears quarterback that I was like, I don't care how this ends. Yeah, the drive before was phenomenal. Just two or three amazing throws. You know, uh, I very impressive. It's it's, yeah. it's 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 like you said. It's it's shock. Like I I'm kind of like in disbelief <laughs> that this is that that even happened. And it's it's becoming consistent. It's not like it's not like other quarterbacks in the past that have just done it sporadically. Like this is you can see a build, a momentum starting to happen. And Lucas, maybe you're right. You know, maybe Fields builds enough to where he steals one of those games later in the season that you wouldn't expect them to win. In Lambeau? You would hope, Joe, but that's that would, not what I was dude, saying. That would be awesome. If for some way, shape, oh my god. God, how awesome would it be if we got Jordan Love early and we just got to see Love versus Fields this year and all those mother truckers could shut their mouths? Yeah, he, Love was awful. Love was terrible. Really bad. Terrible. They wanted to, people wanted to talk about how Fields, you know, had a few nice throws. Dude, that's a top five defense and you scored seven points on the worst defense in the NFL right now. I don't, I, I just don't even understand it. And they, you know, oh man, 
You talk about the, you know, they go back to the preseason when you're talking about fields being good and everybody wants to talk about how it was against grocery baggers. It's like, okay, cool. You did the same thing against grocery bagging chiefs. So make your own argument. You're killing yourselves. I I just I don't know the Bears. I think it's pretty probably, clear that Justin Fields has got some got a lot of talent. So all the people are like, oh, it's a mistake uh, for, to, to 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 take Justin Fields, and you know the Panthers fans who uh, and, and the Broncos fans who oh, we passed on him for a reason. He's no, you know, I I, uh, I think they're gonna be eating their words. I, he, he's, he's, you want to talk to you? They're gonna, you have to talk yourself into that. Yes. You have to. It's just like us talking ourselves into Mitch the first. And I got buddies. I got buddies who are all in on. Oh, Mac Jones is the best rookie quarterback just because of the Alabama bias down here in Tuscaloosa. And that's fine. You can't argue with those people. You you, you really can't because they just say, "What's their record? What's their record?" Okay, buddy. What but is their record? Isn't it? They're, not they like they're 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 okay. Better. They're like five and five, right, or whatever. A little better. Exactly. They don't understand. Their, de- their defense is sick. Their defense is incredible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. but that is not Mac Jones. They don't understand. I mean, Mac Jones, they're, they're, five, they're five and four. And, and so all that to say is I am thrilled. And, and I still think what I thought on draft night, that we have the best quarterback in this class, uh, that, that we lucked into the best, the best quarterback, athletically speaking, intellectually speaking, uh, in the, in this class. And I'm, I'm still very happy with our, with our, with our pick. Um, I just got to keep it growing and, and building around him. It got some encouraging news this week on the tackle front, Krogman. What do what, what we hear about the uh, old Tevin Jenkins coming back? Oh, Mr. Tevin Jenkins, you know, he, uh, he's been working out. That's good. He's it's it's been, important to work uh, out. Running up and down the hills, and uh, he has some pads on his on his back. It's and, good to uh, play football with pads on. You know, he's uh, it's a good chance he comes back this year. Uh, we got a bye week coming up, so hopefully after the bye, he gets some practice work in, and uh, we see him take the field this year. What's the line on the bye? Would Bears you guys? Minus three? <laughs> did you did you guys see that tweet where uh it said like by week 27 lions 24 <laughs> <laughs> oh, so i was bad. dying oh they're so terrible i feel bad for lions fans not really though Why? joe let's jump back to what you're saying uh do you think uh justin fields has a better career than uh trevor lawrence yes i think he's in a better situation and, and, and shockingly and, and, and that it has a lot to do with it. When you, if you like, all these people are saying, "Oh well, Mac Jones is going to win more championships." Mac Jones, this I said, of course, who, whoever's going to get drafted by Bill Belichick is probably going to have a leg up on the rest of the class, uh, just based on circumstance and situation. But yeah, I think I think he's going to have a, a great career and better than Trevor Lawrence. I mean, can Trevor Lawrence not re-sign a rookie deal with Jacksonville and sign somewhere else? Mm-hmm. I, I, I I think that would be his his hope. But they'll, double just, ta- they'll double tag him. Oh, yeah, just, they will. Yeah, they will. I just – with guys like – I mean, I, I obviously I understand that Lawrence is – you know, he's very athletic. But just with guys like Fields and like Trey Lance, the potential is so much more exponential for those guys because they can run like what? I mean, you we even saw this in the game versus Pittsburgh. Like you can't play man versus Fields because he will just run on you. But then when you go into zone, you put yourself in a bind because you're running the same defense over and over again, and he's going to kill you with seam routes and corners and things like that. Like, 
I mean, we saw the play circulating on Twitter where Fields rolls out. The safety comes up to stuff him, and Cole Komet's wide open down the middle of the field. I mean, Justin Fields is going to see that on tape, and he's a smart guy, and next time he's going to fucking hit that bomb. That was Schmitz, right? Robert Smith. Right, and it's a great point, though, because defenses are in such a bind when a guy can run 4-4. Because there's a big difference between four four and four six in the NFL. That's you know, on those third and one plays, you're not stopping fields on a read option, et cetera. So it's just, I don't know. I feel like the ceiling for guys like that is so much more large. Like we see Lamar Jackson taking the league by storm. He's not the greatest passer in the world, but you have to. Point he's honestly certain... not the smartest runner either. No, he's not. He, he's he freaking, runs a lot of east to west. He's a bird brain, but I'm not saying, you know, he's 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 probably more athletic than Fields, surprisingly. Maybe a little bit more, but um, just a guy like that. He's not the greatest passer, and he's still probably on his way to winning his second MVP already in, what, three or four years? It is it is crazy what you can do with that kind of talent. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a dangerous man. And uh, to go with it, he's a better thrower than all the other guys that can run 4-4. He, he honestly not Kyler. Kyler's pretty freaking special. Uh, and Kyler, he reminds, he reminds me of Ross though, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. A lot he, of it. And he runs probably he's, you're seeing him make the decision to run a lot faster than Russ ever did, especially in this rookie year. Right. It's just like the, the deep ball accuracy just reminds me of Russ. Like there's certain things you can't teach quarterbacks. And if you can throw a ball 30, 40 yards downfield and only put it where your receiver can get it, that just like the ball placement on two of the touchdowns the past two weeks have been special ball placement. Like there's a lot of guys in the league that still don't make that throw. So I don't know. The sky's the limit for this kid. Chicago finally has its quarterback. It's, it's freaking so exciting really is. But now the question is, what do we do next year to surround this guy with talent? I mean, a Rob, a-, a Rob, you don't think is coming back, right? Say he's a foregone conclusion. Who do you guys? Who would you guys like to see bring in? I mean, there's like Michael Gallup out there. Cortland Cort- Sutton's probably my leader in the clubhouse to come here and be an alpha receiver. I love Cortland Sutton. Um, you got guys like Juju. Obviously, I, the yeah, draft. I don't, want, I don't want Juju. Mike Williams. Mike Williams, like Mike Williams is out there. That's my dude. That's the guy I said um, or in the offseason. Uh, yeah. I like Mike Williams. I like Horton like Sutton. Mike I don't Williams. see him not ending up back in Denver, though. Yeah, I guess it depends what they do at QB and the whole nine yards and if Vic's coming back and whatever. I mean, that's a loaded receiving core anyway. They have a ton of talent over there, so you never know. Um, I was just going to say Mike Williams is kind of like a weird case, like, Obviously, the beginning of the year, he blew up for four games, and he's just fallen off the face of the earth recently. He's also had his injury problems. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I mean, honestly, all them guys, I think, have had some injury problems. Corlin Sons definitely missed a little bit. Gallup, Juju. That's why they're all going to be available, basically. We'll see. Yeah, among see other reasons. Godwin. Wait, I think Bears need to uh, – Godwin be a great fit. The Bears kind of, I think, need to double up free agency and then prioritize taking a receiver high in the draft for fields. 
And then, man, honestly, um, I wouldn't mind like bringing in a Will Fuller, a Jamison Crowder. <gasps> Crowder, yes. Um, Will Fuller stays healthy. That guy is an absolute animal. But he doesn't stay healthy. <laughs> yeah, Neither does any of the other guys we're talking about. That's kind of why we're talking about him. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I guess it also depends on the new coach and their offensive philosophy. But, I mean, how do you guys feel about the Bears kind of being last year's Chargers? Do you think it's kind of relevant? I think the Chargers defense is way better. Last year, though, the last year they were they were pretty good, but it was just they terribly coached team by Anthony Lynn. I mean, Herbert played well for them, but they didn't win many games. Yeah, they lost so many games by like less than six, though. Like I think they lost seven games by six or less, and that that does come down to coaching. I'm I'm not I'm not disputing that fact. I'm just saying like they were a lot better than their record indicated. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. All right, say say Fields plays like he did Monday for the rest of the year. I mean, I think it could be a pretty similar outcome for this Bears team. They might not win a lot of those games, but they'll be close and at least put up some points. I think, mm-hmm. and we'll fire Anthony Lynn at the end of the year. That's that, so that's the concern. Like, you know, if, if it's not wins, like, what if it's points? You know, like, oh well, you know, we led the league in points after the Steelers game. Like, if that happens, Nagy has some some arguments. You know, but that shouldn't be what it takes, right? You shouldn't have to go into a room at the end of the year and say, "Sell us on why we should keep you." You should just fucking I, know. But the Bears honestly, are not that franchise. I I think last year was that year where they kind of gave him that chance to explain himself. I don't think he gets the chance again, honestly. I just I don't. We I talked think, about it. I really think their minds. I think their mind is made up, man. I hope so. I think their mind is made up. I hope so. I just don't. I I I I wanted to believe in the guy, but the deficiencies are just they're too much my my biggest problem is the personnel usage that's been my biggest problem for and, and then not being able to you can't you can't even call plays man <laughs> yeah i don't know he's a i think he's a dead man walking you know it'd be interesting what you're gonna do you on know, sunday I'm going to watch Red Zone and watch my fantasy team. Have a nice day. Uh, nice stress-free day. <laughs> That'll be nice. Who, who, yeah. who, who, does it, who, who does Green Bay play on Sunday? I think they're off, too. Well, Let me check the slate. We'll, we'll go by. Go team by. <laughs> uh, I know Cincinnati's off. Look, looking for who the team up north is playing and who the Falcons are playing. Those are my two favorite teams on Sunday. Why are the Falcons? The Falcons? <laughs> what? Fucking, like that the Falcons was random. Played, Falcons like, play the Cowboys, dude. Well, hopefully the Falcons get up about thirty-five to three, and Dak Prescott comes back on them. I love the you Falcons. Know that's a, I love the Atlanta curse. You know the Falcons are like just they they're almost in the playoff picture. We need them to lose, Joe. They are in the playoff picture. They're in the, they're they're in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They're seven seeds, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Pretty sure they're scheduled to take on the team up north if the playoffs started today. Panthers and Cardinals. That's a terrible yeah. matchup. Panthers are cooked. Packers play the Seahawks on Sunday at 425. Go Birds! Go hey. Birds! Russell Wilson! Russell Wilson! Who is starting for the... 
uh panthers is it pj washington or whatever his name is yeah pj walker whatever man the, i'm getting basketball mixed up it's basketball season so dude, PJ it is hol- pj walker whatever dude, dude i think it is so funny how Dar- I, I feel like the darnold and the mitch situation were like the same but they ended up with opposite outcomes fucking mitch everyone here scapegoated mitch out of town and we kept the coach there they all scapegoated gase out of town and fucking traded darnold for a second round pick and now darnold is just garbage dude that guy sucks i cannot believe any team thought he was ever good like just watching him on the jets he was terrible he had some throws so did mitch dude he reminds me of mitch 2.0 he's just a complete fucking dingle brain Is it the is it the talent or is it the the processing? Was he a bad? Pro- the, I don't watch enough Darnold, so I can't make this. Up. He yeah. dude, he makes some of the. <laughs> yes, it's the processing is terrible. He and He's Mitchell Trubisky, some... they're they're a half step slow. They they got the arm, they got the athlete, they got the legs, but they can't see the field. They can't read a defense. It happens too quick for for the, for, for those two fellas. In all honesty, there are some piss poor games this weekend. Oh, bye, Luke. Good night. Did he leave us? What a schmuck. That happens like every week. Oh, here he comes. Uh, Ravens, Dolphins, Saints, Titans looks decent. Bills, Jets, Lions, Steelers, Jags, Colts, Buccaneers, Redskins. These are all blowouts. Browns, Patriots could be okay. Falcons, Cowboys will be trash. Panthers, Cardinals, trash. Vikings, Chargers, trash. That could be okay. Seahawks, Packers. Let's go, Russ. Joe, somebody dropped Russ Wilson in my fantasy league, and I picked him up this week. Smart. Smart decision. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Well, I was like scrolling through free agents and saw Russ, and I'm like, what is happening? Thank you. I will go ahead and. Attain your, attain your quarterback security for the rest of the year right there. Right? You, you need a top four quarterback. Rock for and roll nothing. with Russell Wilson. For nothing. Joseph, are you hungry right now, sir? Yes, and it's late in Alabama. You're not eating the dominoes while we're while we're recording again? I'm muted myself every time I had something to eat. You had dominoes last or on Monday. You were smashing yeah. that domino. But I was muting myself. Right, we're in front you. of our guest, too, man. I didn't say you. I mean, we could still watch you shoveling it into your mouth. I know. Hey. Joe doesn't even have the decency to turn uh, turn his Turn the camera, camera off, man. Oh, was, it, was I supposed to? Would, would that have been the decent move? I'll do that I mean, next time. I don't know. Mark DM'd me and was like, why did that guy shove pizza in his face? I was so hungry. I no, he didn't. Wait. Yes, he did. Dude. He was like that Gaither guy, man. What a weirdo. <laughs> hey, you guys don't call him Joe Gator for nothing, man. He's chomping food down. <laughs> he didn't think one thing about it. Oh, goodness. He Joe, thought this guy's hungry. You, buddy. He thought, it's late. It's dinner time. <laughs> this guy's hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Mark seemed like the kind of guy to have his like his dinner plan scheduled and stuff. I just take things. Oh, I think I need to eat. <laughs> Mark seems responsible. Like he's got plans. Like his like he's got all his meals are cooked. I'm I'm just flying by the seat of my pants. You think he sets his alarm to eat? 
All his meals are cooked. Are you saying your pizza wasn't cooked? <laughs> no, I'm saying I, I, I bet you he cooks his own meals, or he, or, you know, uh, yeah. or he has his wife and family and eats with them. Yeah, something like that. So whatever that picture looks like for him. Gotcha. He's not. Joe, did you just say you cooked the seat of your pants? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> it was yummy too. He's eating pizza out of a box, folks. Are we recording? How else do you eat it? You take take it out of the box? You have to... I don't know. You don't put it on a plate or just directly out of the box? I mean, it saves a plate. I don't don't disagree with this philosophy. Save a plate right Just pointing out fat. As a single fella, the saving a plate is a... Vital. It's a win. Yeah. I mean, you probably don't even have a dishwasher. I do. (laughs) Maybe you don't have dishes. I have some dishes, thankfully. <laughs> what was that guy? That movie with uh, Ben Affleck, where he goes to his like cabin and listens to heavy metal music and has like one plate and one spoon and one. God, what is that? Is it the assassin or wherever he's an assassin? You know what I'm talking about? That Affleck movie. Anyway, no. you should see that movie. It's a good movie, and you like heavy metal, uh, Lucas. So you you would definitely like that. Let me find the accountant. There you the go. Accountant. I had a kid. See, Joe Gator's got it. We are off the rails, gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't talked bears in like five minutes. Just because they suck. I got nothing else to say. I I think I I do think we have a chance out of the bye week, though. A chance for no way, huh? A chance for a win, bro. A win. Okay, okay, yeah. Where is it? That's Chicago. Mm. Okay, we'll see. Can It'd be fun to watch Roquan tra- Roquan chase down Lamar Lamar Jackson the whole game. That'll be fun. Should see a lot of heavy nickel. We'll talk about nickel next week. Kendall Vildor. How about that? <laughs> He's not Duke Shelley. This game, Duke Shelley played pretty good at nickel. Duke Shelley actually, dude, Duke, Duke Shelley can tackle. Told y'all, Duke Shelley, baby. Told y'all, man. Well, 20, man, twenty-two can keep up with him. He just can't swat the ball away. And Maybe. He can't, he, he can't tackle him when, when, once they catch the ball. Vildor might have a chance this week if they put him on a midget-ass Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown's going to run right past him. Two weeks. Two weeks, dude. All right. We'll be like, dude, Vildor Vault ain't let him go anywhere, dude. That guy's like two foot two, 120 pounds. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Make every play clear the way to victory. You're muted. You're muted. It's lovely. I'm sure it sounds great. So fearlessly. We'll never. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Oh, yes, is that the gag tonight? Luke is, is meeting too. Think it's the way you feel the nation.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.